Yo, hey, uh, Red River Podcast 155. What's going on? What's We're going on, here. audience? What's going on, audience? Tell me. Nothing? No one's been a head. while. Nah. Uh, it has been a while. Let me see. Mike Stack is texting me right now. Let me just tell him I'm taping a pod. Uh, be right back. Mike Stack's texting me that he finally watched Kid 90. Oh, okay. He was just like, it's like, it, it, no, Kid 90, no, mid 90s. The Jonah Hill thing? Yeah. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever good watch soundtrack. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. He, he just said it's like Kids Light. <laughs> and I was like, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm down for any nostalgia from that time period. So I'll always watch that, you know. I feel like I, I that movie was specifically made for us, and I just haven't hit play on it. Never. It's decent, you know. I yeah. I don't think it's yeah. It's not as good as Kids. If you're gonna compare, it's not as good as uh, the Whackness. Mm. Uh, but it's decent. Yeah, but it yeah. has enough nostalgia, you know. I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, Kids was Kids was of its time, and it's interesting to see those like actors. The ones that had success, like Rosario and uh, Chloe Savigny, and then like the self-destructive dudes that, you know, like two of them are dead. Um, sure. But when it comes to being like a good movie, the whackness is, uh, I mean, that's that's the top right there. I can't think. That so was just good. a really, really fucking good movie. It's, it's you know, those kind of films, they're in a sense like period pieces now. You know what I mean? It's no different than like, yeah, you made a movie about the 1700s, right? Like, how is the accuracy? And if and I tell people, like, kids was really that the vibe of the whackness and kids, they got it. Like, it felt like that time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, no, they were, they were doing some really fucked up shit. And kids, don't get me wrong, but like the kids that weren't doing fucked up shit on the screen, like the average kids, it's just people, the skaters and whatnot, or people you knew or related yeah. to. You know. Yeah, that was a time capsule for sure. Like. Definitely. Uh, but anyway, yeah, man. So you've been uh, busy, man. Band's been uh, playing a lot. Yeah. You just did the adjacent festival. I want to hear what that but, was like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, busy, busy making music, putting it out, stuff like that. I, I Maybe we played shows. I, I, I feel like we have. No, maybe we have. I, to be honest with you, everything's such a blur. Like I just did the, I just taped. I did the Neil Rubenstein taping too, like uh, mm-hmm. Thursday. That was fun. But yeah, let's talk about it, Jason. Um, very cool. You know, for for being completely the least known band there by a mile. <laughs> you know, it was just like, uh, yeah, it it was like winning a, a contest and like you know getting to play something where you're just like, yeah, whatever, you know. And it's uh, it was like a two day festival in in Atlantic City. Um, Saturday we played the headliners are so Paramore and Bleachers. I don't know Paramore Mm -hmm. that much, but I love Bleachers. Me neither. I think think Bleachers is one of the best bands on the planet. And they, you know, of course had the best set I saw that night. Uh, but, uh, so there was like three stages. There was the main stage and it was on sand. So it was like right by the water. I saw that. That was crazy. 
Yeah. So they had like some of those like, you know, like uh, things that you could walk on. But for the most part, it was just all sand. So everyone's like calf muscle was like kicking, you know, by Monday. That's for sure. Man. Uh, so but then with the two stages that we played on. So there was um, everything was like Monopoly. <clears throat> so we played the boot, which is funny because whenever I played Monopoly, I always picked the boot. And the uh, the stage next to us was the thimble. Uh, and what happens is like as soon as like let's say we're done, the next band goes on, and as soon as that band's done, then so it, it was just this constant barrage on on those two stages, uh, and then they mix in like the the main acts in between. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it was you know, we got there Friday, paid a shit ton of money to to sleep at the Tropicana for uh, for the weekend, mm. and uh, you know it was uh it was that's cool. awesome though. A lot of new ears, you know, a lot of people heard you for the first time. That's what you you can't ask for more than that. Yeah. Know? So here's the funny thing about that. You know, like the, um, the, there was a, an issue at the gate because there were so many people like, you know, when you're thinking like, OK, no one's going to be there early or maybe like a handful of people. Uh, so then I, I, I think they, they ironed it out more on Sunday. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that the, there was just so many people on Saturday that did. They didn't even start letting people in um, as the first band was playing. So there was a band called Jersey Calling that was playing right next to us. And I was like, fuck. I'm like, by the time everyone walks to the stage, I'm like, oh, this kind of, you know, I'm like, oh, it's kind of sucks. But it, it it all worked out because they delayed the show by like 30, 40 minutes. Nice. You know, but it was just uh, I was amazed. Like the line to get in was like blocks long. And I guess it makes sense. I think it was like 20,000 people there or something. Wow. Um, and then Saturday, one Saturday, no, Sunday came around the, the second day. I, I think like the gates, you know, um, you know, everything, you know, there, there's so many things that can go wrong, sure. you know, on Saturday to like work the kinks out. And, but they, man, great staff, great, uh, just everyone, every, everyone was real cool. Um, how many comps did you get? Could you have got me in free or what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could have put you in, in the road Sorry. crew. The road crew, like <laughs> like this like the 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 crew is the only stage potato. Cause what like the guy I, I can grab like an empty case, and just like walk behind you, like that move, like my friends used to do going in the club, they grab one of my milk crates or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think you need that. You needed that. But yeah, we we um I I didn't you know, I didn't really think so. I had like the 10, 10 guest list spots that I, I, I had to give out. And two people didn't even show up. I was just thinking like, oh, that's rude. Um, And it, but like the crew, if I would have realized like, you know, because the, the crew was the only one that had access Um, because I had to go keep hanging out with my, my friends that were like watching the shows because I felt bad because right. they, they couldn't go. You know, backstage, um, you know, to watch from the side. So, and, but it wasn't like you, everything was comfortable. There wasn't like people, you know, it's a fucking beach. So it wasn't right. like people were like on top of each other in this like dark, sweaty room. So mm -hmm. it was cool. It was, it was just great. A really cool experience. We, we got to, you know, I watched like Pup. They played the stage that we played. Thursday played the stage we played. Um, Weedus headlined. The, the second stage. Uh, did you watch that Vice thing that I posted about Weedus and Teenage Dirtbag? No, not yet. It's, it's in my queue. 
So it's really interesting the connection to to that song and like Ricky Queso. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about anything with the acid yeah. king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, you know, it's like that Northport connection, and and uh, I had no idea. You know, it's it's amazing what, what, what one one song connects, and and you're on your way. Uh oh, Drug Church. I love Drug Church, and they they played right after we played. You know, so oh, okay. Was, as soon as we were done, they were like, and I, I mean, aside from like packing up my shit and moving it, um, it was just great to just be like, cool. Now I'm just going to like stare at the stage next to me and like watch yeah. the church play, you know, performance is done. Enjoy the day. Weather's been nice for a summertime, been cool as fuck. I don't know how it was at the beach, but if it was, was like August. That shit would have been brutal, bro. Yeah, yeah. So the last festival that I went to in that area was that Orion Festival. That was the Metallica mm. Festival. And that was right. awesome. It was like mid-June. Um, yeah, like mid-June. And, and it was like, I just remember it not being hot whatsoever. And uh, it was just great. But yeah, for, for Jason, it wasn't that hot. Like the sun was still blaring because you're on the beach. But mm -hmm. it, it was like, I didn't really feel like that hot. Like obviously the ultraviolets, you know, like the the rays are one thing, but if you were in the shade, you were pretty mm -hmm. pretty straight. Nice man. You mentioned Metallica. I I broke down and bought Metallica tickets. We just did the show on Metallica, and I've come around a lot more listening to that album, that new one. It's really good. You know, I, uh, I was wrong at initial listening, and I think, and my son's been getting mad into Metallica, like listening to everything and ranking his favorite, like loves Cliff Burton, Jason, he's, he's into the whole thing. So the timing, uh, like, I had to get tickets to this show because, you know, bands get older, you want to see them, I want him to see them because when they play live, it's it's an 11, you know, whether you like them or not, they you get the whole kit and caboodle, but yeah, ooh, they they're not yeah. they're not they're not hitting you with like 50 minutes they're gonna be there you know they're like they're like the cure they'll play there till like you know till their sure. hands cramp and stuff but yeah i got the, the friday tickets the one with with uh pantera and mammoth i'm up cool. in the upper deck for about 460 bucks okay so it's like <laughs> it's what two like, two and oh, change a ticket yeah yeah, yeah. you know but uh bad. it is I, what it is man yeah. i think uh <laughs> I think it makes sense, like you said, if if it wasn't, you know, if, if I was in your situation and and I had a kid and I wanted him to see that, then, you know, I get that. You know, me, I'm like kind of good on it. Like I just I would have been good in a normal scenario. You know, I've seen them multiple times. The yeah. last time at Yankee Stadium, it was a it was a perfect night. Uh, but, yeah, this is a different scenario. Other than that, I, I also I bought this. uh Going to, we're going to see Les Claypool. We're going to see Smashing Pumpkins. Going to see The Cure. Wow. And uh, Metallica was the most expensive, though, for sure. What yeah. year is this that you're going to see those bands? G Cure, is it uh, that three-night uh, MSG? Are you going to one of those this month? Uh, I'll probably end up at one of those, yeah. So, so you Monday, know, Tuesday, and Wednesday, unfortunately. but uh, Yeah, I don't mind that. I'll probably go Monday. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I got to see it's just for me with certain things with with bands that I've seen a hundred times. Mm -hmm. I just don't like go crazy about getting tickets right away because the same thing happens all the time. The week of the show, somebody can't go. Uh, somebody has sure. an extra ticket. So I'm just like, yeah, I'll take those two tickets. 
Yep. It happens every single time. Now, yeah, there's only a handful of bands that no matter like the cure, whenever they come around, I got to go because it's always they always put on a three hour show. They pull out deep cuts all the time. It's it's a fantastic show. And like I said, I know Metallica was. But then other than that, I'm being picky this year. Like Sisters of Mercy, one of my favorite bands in history, never tours. Notoriously live. They're terrible. Um, And I was on the fence. They played in Brooklyn last night. And I see a lot of people had a great time, whatever. And I'm glad they came through for them. But I watched the video on YouTube and I was so glad I didn't buy tickets to that shit. I don't know. So bless everyone that went. But like they played 20 songs and nine of them were ones I knew and like 11. They haven't, they're notoriously play unreleased material and his voice is shot. So it's basically a, it's a it's a lot of it's trapped, you know. And then another guy singing because he can't handle the heavy lifting anymore vocally. So I'm I'm good with that decision. But I'm glad everyone had fun, man, for sure. Yeah, Antonio, you know, Longo is texting me now, uh, coincidentally, about the show. He mm-hmm. said he he said he he met Jen, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, aka you know Negan, at the show. He said he oh was shit, at, yeah, he was just hanging out, man. Cool. Um, I didn't ask him how the show was, but you know, yeah, listen, uh, it, it, I never want to, I never want to ruin anyone's experience. So if someone's like, okay with it, yeah, if you're there and and you, you dig it, I'm glad they had fun and I'm, I'm okay that I didn't go. I didn't have the the FOMO, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. I got, uh, what did I get? I got action Bronson tickets on the beach. Oh shit. He's playing Rockaway, some Rockaway hotel. I, I have no idea. And uh, that'll be fun. It looks like, I mean, it's a venue I've never even heard of. Who else uh, is on the bill? It's just him, but I'm sure he'll he'll have the click with him. Right. You know. Uh, he hasn't dropped anything for a while, has he? No, he has. Uh, he put like out singles, a not a... Re- oh, no, he put, put out an album last year. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, was it like hot? crocodile or some shit like that i I forget the name you know the thing with him you know that is letting mayhem shine at the moment is his his production taste now are different when action came out you know with with dr lecter and all these projects it was like static selecta it just sounded like hip-hop right now now it's just like a, a different thing now he's like rapping over you know where like Mayhem's doing like you know, legit hip hop albums, you know, with uh, with fucking Derringer and Mugs, uh, Action just took a different approach. I I almost feel like he got so spooked by the Ghostface thing that mm-hmm. he was just like, okay, like I can't help it. My voice sounds like this. I'm just gonna do something completely left field. And like the production stuff is you know, and 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 it started with uh, with Mister Wonderful. But it's also when he got the most popular on a pop level. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, he's at this point, I, I don't think he really needs to rap. He just does it because he loves it and he'll go out on tour. I know the weight to... loss. Yeah. The weight loss changed him. The weight loss changed him. But it's just like, you know, he'll be like rapping over some like guitar stuff. And I'm just like. That's cool, I guess, but like, get I don't like guitars in my hip hop. Yeah, just get static to do goddamn. Yeah, let me let just let static do your fucking album. Give us another well done. Um, 
or like rare chandeliers. That was another really good one. Alchemist did mm. those. Uh, and those were just like, you know, but whatever. Yeah. You know. Am I going on a delay with this thing? No, nah, everything's cool. Okay, good. Um, so anyway, uh, I wanted to get together to talk about the Smiths. Um, yeah. Obviously, after the passing of uh, Andy Rourke, um, I had no idea. So I don't know who was sick. I mean, I'm not you yeah. know digging in the crates for people's uh, illnesses. Uh, and th- so Johnny Marr opened up the Killers show at MSG last year, and he brought him out. And they did like uh, God. I'm trying to remember what they did. Obviously, there's a light. Uh, maybe Panic and and one other one. Um, and uh, place go crazy. Yeah, it like so. I had no idea. I gotta take this. So annoying. Hold on. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing a podcast. What's up? Yeah. Bloody hell. All right. Cut that right out. Um, Karen was asking me about the movie Bloody Hell. She's like, what was that movie? Uh, you know, they took place in like Finland where this guy gets his like leg cut off. (laughs) So good. But anyway, so I listen, I thought it was a big deal regardless to see, you know, those two up on stage. Sure. And I didn't really understand like the gravity because I, I, maybe they knew something was coming. So he wanted to do that. And it mm-hmm. was great. I was like, oh, my God. It's like not only did we get like fucking Johnny Marr and Andy uh, doing Smith songs in the beginning, but then we got the Killers and then Bruce Springsteen came out and did a three song encore with the Killers. I'm wow. thinking like, wow, this is like, holy fuck. That's a yeah. hell of a night, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon br- brings out like Bruce to do fucking uh, the, the song they do together with him and the Killers. And then they do uh, two Springsteen songs to close it out. And you're just like, oh. Wow. You're like, all right, I guess this is how we're going to close it out. Yeah, with with the Smiths, I mean, with all the bands that have reunited for the cash tour and whatnot, you know, that Smiths never gave us that shit. So you take any kind of, you know, reunion possible, you know, two guys together is a reunion as far as they go. Yeah, honestly. And and here's another thing. Whenever the Smiths tribute band comes around, Sons and Heirs, they Mm. usually do like a Valentine's thing at the Bell House in Brooklyn and, and some other like one offs fantastic they're so good and you know we love them so much that we're like hey you know what we're okay we'll we'll spend like 30 bucks to watch these four guys really fucking play these songs just amazingly yeah uh, you know because it's like okay that, that that's all we're gonna get and uh you know I, I i guess like uh morrissey now being like the troll that he is i guess you know i don't know you know what the thing is though he always he always is. He's been the same guy, really. Uh, just got a different, you know, the internet to to ramble yeah. and shit like that. But you know, he says lots of shit. He says whatever the fuck he wants, and he's always been kind of the same. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh, you know, it's the, the Smiths are interesting. Uh, like let's to lump it into say the alternative world, you know what I mean? Let's lump it all together. The Cure, the Smiths, Depeche Mode, whatever the fuck, you know. That you you don't hear about. I feel like you know the musicianship 
of of some of these bands as much as the guitar gods of hard rock and you know jimmy page and these people we put on pedestals and stuff like that but the smiths the smiths musically are you know tip top you know and and johnny marr is a fucking genius guitar hero uh and if he wasn't if the guitar player was more laid back in the cut and not such a main up guy we'd all be Andy Rourke's praises would be sung to the rafters because this guy was a hell of a bass player, man. Yeah. Uh, if you don't believe us, uh, try go cover a Smith song. You yeah. Know? It's it's up there with trying to cover like an R.E.M. song. You're like, oh, I could do this. And you listen to it and you're like, wow, like Peter Buck and Johnny Marr have that like single picking. Not like just I, they're just so really good. Like they play chords, but for the most part, it's a, like a lot of melody with the right hand, and it's just like that precision yeah. of like hitting like the right strings. It's super hard, and the bass playing is unbelievable. And obviously, it's the unbelievable. Melodies, you know, it's he's it's, he's he's up there. The, him, like Peter Hook, Simon Gallup, all those guys. There's a ton of great bass players, but like this, you wouldn't call the Smiths like you wouldn't use the word funk. Or something associated with the Smiths, but some of his bass lines stand alone are like oh yeah, man. No, yeah, and and in the very beginning, I'll never forget just like the embarrassment, or not the embarrassment, but like I was not really allowed to like this band. I was not really allowed to like this band, and you know, you could only imagine, you know, how we described them in the '90s before we got it. <laughs> You know, so yeah. being in high school, uh, they had this thing. So right by high school, I guess it was Morrissey. So Morrissey did the solo thing and everyone kind of like had in high school. Some people had that that dressing style and I, I didn't really get it. And then one day I'll tell you exactly. Pair of jeans cuffed. Yeah. Some Doc Martin shoes. Yeah. Down shirt. Yeah, yeah. Up there. I'm like, you know, I'm like dressed in like Tommy Hilfiger going like, what's up with these herbs? herbs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'll tell you this. Shout out to to the guy who, who used to allegedly buy, uh, you know, things off of me. So for everything he would get, it was 20 bucks and he didn't have money. And I like CDs. So every time he wanted stuff, I would go pick four CDs off his wall. And I would, I, you know, I, I I'd plug them up, and uh, one of those CDs once was the Smiths' best of, you know, it was like a blue and like yeah. yellowish, like I'm like whatever, you know, because like, but I already picked all the shit that I wanted, so now I like, got a picture of a guy on the stairs, I think. Uh it was just I like a I'm guy with like a cover. yeah, it was like a guy with a suit on, or whatever. Yeah. It was just like all those random ass covers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I already picked all the good ones. So every time I kept coming back, I had to like, you know, like, I'm like, I guess I'll take the Smiths now. <laughs> and I just remember listening to this CD and being like, motherfucker. I'm like, huh? I'm like, these songs are fucking really fucking good. And yeah. ever since then, I was just like a fan. I'm like, I whenever someone would be like, I can't believe you. I'm like, yo, I, I can't explain why. But just listen to it because it's like, I don't know. It's it's good. It's like really yeah. good. Yeah. You know, so that was how I, I saw that, it. You probably that you got <laughs> you might have the most unique coming to the Smith story like of any Smith. 
Oh yeah, the <laughs> slinging product and grabbing. Yeah, 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 allegedly. That's hilarious, of man. Yes, of course, allegedly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't fuck with these guys in high school. I had friends that did. You know, my crew of friends, we were into like a little of everything, but I was mostly into just metal and stuff. I fuck with the Cure because they had kind of a dark imagery I could fucking fuck with. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. This shit looked like really nerdy to me, and I was like, at the time. But eventually, you know, I had the Doc Martens and whatever else. I was that guy. But I remember uh, uh, it was more like when I first got into college. And I remember when Morrissey put out like Your Arsenal, which I think is still like an amazing record and stuff like that. That's when I really went back and was like, wow, these guys are doing amazing shit musically. You know, I don't know why I never connected with the, the, the solo stuff of Morrissey. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe. I, I really, I he, I, he he like he's got some some bad shit, but you know, Suede had there's a bunch of stuff. Even I believe uh, Rourke I, wrote some of his stuff with with him, like uh, Piccadilly Polare, I think, and uh, Last I, of the International yeah, Playboys. I could pick five that I love, five songs for mm-hmm. sure. But it wasn't like the adoration that I had, and I and. Um, you know, I, I guess I just chalked it up to the chemistry of the band and the songwriting for sure. Like how, you know, you took that part out. But the more you ignore me, the closer I get was always like I'm like that song. That's like just as good as, as anything that we're going to mention today. That so, was the height of his solo stuff musically. He had a tight band for that. I saw him on that Your Arsenal, Your Arsenal tour. And uh, that was a tight band he had back then stuff you know and then he kept making records and records right i didn't fuck with really anything well he, he your he, arsenal but but he came back with that one record you know uh with that song irish blood english heart you yeah know? like he had a little bit of resurgence and like you know i remember like the hardcore kids were like okay cool like i could masturbate to this for like a minute and then they kind of all went away again but yeah, uh yeah. so yeah i guess we were going to discuss uh 10 songs from the smiths that we love um sure it's really hard to kind of like keep them in order i i think you know like like most of the things that we do like i think if i were to pick my top three i could yes. pick my three favorites everything else is like just kind of like interchangeable um all so the rest like, of them you ask me on any given day that could be completely different so you know. yeah and and like you know i definitely went basic on a lot of this stuff because those are really in comparison, you know, I could have picked another 20 songs that are amazing. Yeah. They don't have uh, many songs that, like, I don't like at all. You know what I mean? Like, there's really like, almost like the something I can. Yeah. There's always yeah. something I can find or dig out of anything they do, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it's really like the Misfits where it's like. And it's not know, a huge body of work either, you know, really overall. Uh, there's still a bunch of songs, though. So yeah. But yeah, in 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 when in retrospect, when you really think of it, I think it was like eighty four to eighty seven. Yeah. Or no, maybe yeah, maybe eighty three, eighty four. But yeah, yeah, I'm not... bad with dates. Uh, I read the book uh, Morrissey and Mar: The Severed Alliance that was supposed to be good, but man, that was boring as fuck. Uh you know, anytime you say book and boring, you're talking my language because uh... it's not. Uh, there's no salacious, you know, it fell apart and a lot of legal issues and stuff, yeah. but it's not as entertaining as reading the dirt or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you, you know, what's way more entertaining than reading the dirt is watching it on Netflix. Shout out to that. One. <laughs> so, um, yeah. all right, let's start listening to some songs. Give, give me number 10. 
Uh, I'm going to lead off with Panic. Uh, I don't know if you have it on yours, but uh, I do, I do. So let's let's uh, you know, I'll I'll okay. basically get back to that. Um, we'll probably so, have a few uh, like this, but I think yeah, I think we're going to for 100. <laughs> uh, so my number 10 is uh, Shoplifters of the World. I don't have that. Unite and take over. Uh, just cool. You know that that was like one of those songs that immediately hear and uh also like as a teenager just reading that you know you're you're so in in, in tune with shoplifting even if it's just like bazookas from like 7-Eleven or whatever <laughs> those 5 cent gums you just like you know you come across this and you're like shoplifters of the world unite and yes. take over i'm thinking like you see yeah. me morrissey yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and uh we used to go to the wall in um Selden did you not so that the, one Riverhead so the one in Selden and this was this was the hustle right here we would have a razor blade in our pocket right so we would take a cassette put it in our pocket and walk around the store and because they had that alarm sticker or that that little alarm piece so we would have to like in our pocket like slice off that alarm and walk out with cassettes I listen at the end of the day I don't know how like <laughs> You want to talk about profiling? We should have been profiled all day long. We just walked around the store, never bought anything, and walked we have out. Have a buzz, like, uh, buzzing underneath, like Gary Delabate. Uh, yeah, we would just. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut for the Stern fans for sure. Um, we had at, at our record store. We had a hole in the wall in the in the back in the back room. You went to the right. There was the bathroom, and then went to the left. There was a little closet with a hole in the wall. Yeah, and of course, of course, looking at the rap section, you know, they have, yeah, <laughs> my manager put it there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I know. Why. Yeah, I'm when anyone, it's funny. Like they, uh, and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like somebody, you know, certain person go to the rap section, and they would like one of them would like jolt to the back. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is fucked up. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Watch. Oh my god, <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're like <laughs> the very early stages of racism. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, but like we we went, we were just degenerate skateboarders and we would just walk out of there with cassettes. Um, and there was one guy that I'm thinking of with like this mullet and like he was like so sick of us that he would he would treat us like dicks. And I'm thinking like mm. now I'm like, yeah, of course. like we just went in there, <laughs> just basically steal cassettes with this razor blade in our hand. <laughs> like and we would just like walk out with like, you know, shit, you know, like probably like Siamese Dream, you know, the yeah. Breeders, Last Splash. Uh, but now no one uses cassettes. So who's the joke really on, you know? <laughs> All you right. did them a favor. I did. So uh, let's do number nine. Uh, unhappy Birthday okay, from yeah. uh, Strange Ways. Um the lyrics really make this song for me. I love the lyrics. It was ultimate, like sad bastard, <laughs> sad bastard, lonely teenage boy. Uh, you know, woe is me shit, but, uh, but heartfelt, you know, it's got these beautiful key swells on the end of it. Um, that's, that's like one of the, the better recorded Smith's albums, I would say, you know, I, I, feel I, like. I agree. I, I, yeah. so there was a lot of stuff on there. That's probably, my second favorite of their albums but it, it man just the first three songs on that record which i mm -hmm. i wish i could have added some of that stuff 
but uh death of a disco dancer like that stuff is just killer killer yeah I'll have, I'll have some definitely more mentions but yeah it's a standout production that record compared to that early shit okay cool um i have a stop me if you think that you've heard this one before i have no. that later on nothing's changed okay cool all yeah. right so let's keep going uh right wait did i put something twice in here did i fuck my list up here Oh, I, I did. I put Panic early. That was supposed to be, but I'll just switch them. Uh, London. That song. Uh, the heaviest Smith song, probably. Uh, Anthrax covered it. Mars Super Distorted. I didn't know that. Wait, do I? did I get the title right? Hold on. You got to edit this part out. I put Panic twice on here. Okay. What song did I fucking mean to? What's it's from? Uh, what did I do here? Yeah, yeah. No, I had it right. You gave me a look like I didn't know the song. You know the song London. Oh no, I'm just saying. I didn't know Anthrax covered that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, did I get that title wrong? What no, no, wrong? no, 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 did I have no, no. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah, they uh Anthrax put out, you know, Anthrax did a lot of covers. Uh, yeah. I overall, but they 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 put out um in the John Bush era. Uh oh, I think that makes some sense. Kiss on there or whatever. Uh Journey might be on there. I don't know. It's all over the place and stuff. Okay. But yeah, they cover they covered this. I was like, "Holy fuck, a Smith song? This is like amazing." But it works cuz and then you go back and you listen like it's the most aggressive Johnny Marr track, I would say, like uh that that suits itself to be covered by a heavy band like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Ah, very cool. But, yeah. Speaking of heavy, um, I I think the heaviest song of theirs that I have on here is the beloved How Soon Is Now that was covered by Quicksand. You have that high up? Uh, do I have that? No. Okay. Yeah, How Soon Is Now. I mean, just... Jeez, I am the son. That's where that cover band took their name, you know, Sons and Heirs. Uh, I just remember Quicksand covering it. I think it was on their first EP. Uh, and, you know, the rhythmic part of the song that Johnny Marr did had that um, had that a guitar pedal effect. But when Quicksand did it, it just made sense where it's like, dun, 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 dun. yeah, it was just so good, man. And yeah. Amazing, and everyone. Uh, oh, that was the other song that they played. What am I? T- so when yeah, Mar and 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 he played the um MSG. That's what it was because everyone. It's just you know it's it's probably it's, the biggest this song. You know what I mean? And I only didn't put it online only because I wanted. I felt like talking about a couple of other songs. I was like, oh, I might not get a chance to talk I about just, it. But overall, it's it's a perfect song. Yeah, yeah. It just everything about it. Um, you know. Uh, I'm human and I need to be loved, you know, like all that, you know. Yeah. Lyrics are an A plus. For sure. So uh all right. So that's my number eight. Number seven. Uh the headmaster ritual. Good one. Um Meet is Murder is probably my favorite Smith album. My least which, favorite. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might have just been the time I happened to be listening to it, maybe, and listen to it a little more because you I could make the argument for any of them. Except for Strange Ways, I think isn't really an album, right? It's just a collection of singles was put together, I believe. Uh, 
it wasn't set and recorded like a record like these other ones. I think. I, so they're one of the, they're one of those bands that have like these albums, like it's even louder than bombs. It's like mm-hmm. when I first got it, I'm like, I don't know what this is because it wasn't we weren't checking the Internet. We were just like, oh, OK, cool. Uh, like best of well, one, you know, one you know thing I the- got from the sorry uh, from the books and stuff, you know, Morrissey growing growing up, you know, besides the dolls was just into like real like. 60s and girl groups and singles except obsessed with singles and stuff and then there was top of the pops and it was always like putting out singles 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 then the let's sit and write this album like a they're gonna do dark side of the moon or something like that it was a very singles orientated band and i yeah. think that's what uh what that album was but uh yeah headmaster ritual it's amazing one of my favorite uh work tracks just you know he I mean, he not only holds it down and shit, but this one and um, his barbarism begins at home. If I'm saying that right, uh, especially his his bass lines walking all over the place. But, yeah, uh, amazing, killer. Um, so seven. Uh, you know, once again, it's just these are just really undeniable songs. So, um, and they're one of those bands. It's like. It's not like they're smashing pumpkins, and I'm saying bullet with butterfly wings, or like you know. Uh, Nirvana smells like teen spirit, but like you know, this charming man, you know, undeniable. You have, that I got idea? that later, uh, later up, but we could talk about it now. So go right, ahead, let's do it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, just killer, like quintessential Smiths. Um, I just like once you get to that, I would go out tonight, but I mm-hmm. haven't got it's just so good, and it's it, it shows off Mars' fucking brilliance in that. Yeah. Uh, the everything about it, the band is just killing it on that, and uh, it's just when you think of like yeah. the essence of what a Smith song is, like you put that on and you're like, okay, this is kind of like the overall vibe of the song, of yeah. of the band, and it it was just felt so unique because bands just I don't know, to me mentally it, it they, they didn't sound like that. It's the whole package for yeah. a song, you know. It's a great pop song, uh, musically. It's made that that. That Mar and Mar comes into the song is one of the most iconic like riffs ever when he drops in there. It's got it's got a bounce, it's got a playfulness to it. You know, everybody associates the Smiths and the cure for that matter, just being morose all the time and melancholy stuff. But like, no, there's there's the other side to these bands, you know. Oh I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh so that was my number seven. What's six? There's a light that never goes out. Okay, yeah, that's that's my next one, so let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? It's uh I'm not really a love song kind of guy. I got an icy cold heart. Um <laughs> but this is a perfect one for a for a fellow like me. It's just, you know, it's got like a morbidness to it. There's there's something and there's just something magical about it, the very essence of like uh very much a reminder of like young love and shit and uh it's it's beautiful, hauntingly beautiful. You know, it's very easy to write something like this and and it be corny. Mm. You know, the things he's saying, it's just easy. It's easy because bands have done it since. Uh, I don't know about before, but one of the things you know that caught me about my my favorite bands like the Misfits or the Smiths or the shit that they say is just so over the top. In such a melodic way, obviously the Misfits a little bit more cartoonish, 
but you you know you would never know listening to the lyrics to last caress of what he's saying mm-hmm. uh and then you hear like there's a light that you know never goes out and it's like if a double decker bus takes like you know it's Crashes just so dust, yeah. yeah it's just like unbelievably and and this is like the closer for the most part so but i you know easily could be number one for sure it could be the greatest smith song mm-hmm. of all time um but it's just yeah it just it there's that fine line alkaline trio definitely dances that line too where they they you know the earlier stuff anyway where they they get like super dark poetic uh and that's it you know it's uh, you could arguably say this is the greatest smith song but we have it at number five. Sure. So. <laughs> they're all superstars they are right five uh yep good five yep uh big mouth strikes again got that oh, oh shit i missed one my bad <laughs> i didn't do, I did do we, my number six uh, see you and me we took off so long we forgot how to, I fucked up before. Okay, yeah. So let me just squeeze We're in. Rusty. Let me squeeze in my yeah. number six. Uh, it was, sure. Duh. Girlfriend in a coma. Yeah. So um, I remember being in high school and uh, we had a social studies teacher. I forgot his name. But like this is when we were already into the Smiths. And the coolest thing about him back then, because no one cared, was we're like, oh, his favorite song is Girlfriend in a Coma, which – just made him cooler than any other teacher in that fucking school because we we're like his favorite sure. song is girlfriend at a coma so he knows the smiths uh and uh it's just great you know girlfriend in a coma and i mean he's singing about girlfriend in a coma. yeah you know do you really think she'll pull through do you oh it's it's so good and it's it goes to what we were talking about with uh there's a light, you know, where it's just you're you're dancing around these subject matters. Uh, some of it is slightly tongue in cheek, uh, but it's just done under this like brilliant songwriting landscape. That's just you're like, you know, you you get into the ride. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So his period of the, his, uh, you know, time in the Smiths. I mean, you he you can make the argument he's one of the greatest lyricists of all time just for that with, period with, without a doubt without without a doubt and and i'll you know lyricism is such a big thing obviously in hip-hop and and sometimes not so much in like rock music where people like you know uh mm-hmm. love me like a bomb or whatever you know joe elliott says and pour some sugar on me <laughs> um shout did out you to hear my... the clip of them playing that with the orchestra no is it good it's very different and i don't know man yeah <laughs> i don't like whatever there's that that hey, shit with orchestras anything easy we don't want to alienate anyone asking us to be on the show just throwing it out there oh okay i don't know if, <laughs> you I gotta don't know lie if, on yeah on rick allen or some shit but i don't know about rick savage he's the only one that people never seem to talk about so it's the only one i think we can give get. him some shine yeah yeah maybe steve brown um okay so then so that was six and then we did five so are we up to four well my five is big mouth strikes again that's what it is okay good yeah uh another great uh song with amazing morrissey lyrics you know by rights you should be bludgeoned in your bed just like a, i mean what a fucking statement now i know how joan of arc felt so dramatic. uh but another one another one of uh uh, Andy's amazing bass lines in this song. 
Yeah, my number and, uh, eleven. That first record, you know, it's not a great recorded album and stuff like that. But uh, the recording bothers me a little bit sometimes, Tinny. But that's why his low end is so can stand out for me. But yeah, my my number eleven. You know, I had to, that that was the one I had to leave off, mm-hmm. and it was just really because I wish like the end of the song wasn't this long outro. Mm. Because it's like it's yeah. such a it's such a cool song, and then it just kind of like it's almost it almost does what the boy with the thorn in his side does. What like you get half a song, and then the other half a song is just like this like wail out. But uh yep. so my five was there is a light. Uh, so then we're gonna do four, four. I had this charming man. We spoke about it. We spoke about it. So my number yep. four is Cemetery Gates. Nice. Uh, man, when I first heard The Queen is Dead, immediately I thought to myself, this is my favorite uh, Smith album. There's something mm-hmm. about it. I don't know what it was. Great cover. Um, And just the lyrics to Cemetery Gates, who, you know, I mean, even Phil Anselmo kind of said that, you know, that that was the influence on the name, apparently, which I was like, all right, that's cool. I like that. I love Morrissey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, fucking guy, I, bro. Uh, I was listening. I can't even do his voice. It's like politically, they might be in aligned politically. You know, they <laughs> might see eye to eye. <laughs> I'm not you know saying what? anything. You know what? It took a little time for them. <laughs> they came back around, but uh, you know, even like him mentioning like writers or authors, right? Keats and Yates or something like. But I, yeah. one of the things that I connected with always, and you'll appreciate this, is a dreaded sunny day. You know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah a yeah. dreaded sunny day. So I'll meet you at the cemetery gates. Keats and Yates are on your side. Uh, so we go inside. We gravely read the stones. All those people, all those lives. Where are they now with lives and loves and loves and lives and passions just like ours? They were born and then then they lived and then they died. That yeah. shit just sticks with you. You're like, whoa, you're like, OK, yeah. yeah, that's what you're thinking of when. And, and another lyric lyricism uh lyricist that i love you know to derail is the guy from the the limousines who we had on eric victorino man you know a lot of the stuff that the limousines did reminded me of morrissey because they were so there's a song called the future which reminds me of this song where he's just talking about like as soon as you have it all figured out that's when they put you in the ground and and thinking about things that mattered once that eventually like people will just forget like they're just so meaningless Mm -hmm. At sure. when time goes by, you're like, you won't even, no one will even think of you, and that's okay. And when people start singing stuff like that in, like, a poppy way, I'm in because it's, it gives you the reality of life, you know, with, like, a melody, and you're just like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, th- whatever you're saying makes it okay because the song is great, and that's how I feel about Cemetery Gates. So, Perfectly said. Yeah. Are, we in the, are we in the top three? We are. Uh, I got to stop me if you've heard this one before, which I think you had earlier, right? We postponed. Uh, stop me. One. Yeah, stop, stop me. me. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, just amazing, Mar, especially the lick at the end. is playing at the outro and end of that song. Uh, like I said, I love the recording on it. Love the video with the with the bike nerds all dressed up like Morrissey and stuff. Because it's funny for a band that like art. Uh, direction wise like very particular you could tell their album covers usually from some old film you know because that's Morrissey's cup of tea and stuff but their videos were never 
anything of note or just if them playing, if anything, or just cuts of old movies, but very random. This is like the most conceived video they ever had, I think, you know, but uh, love it. Love this song. Yeah, I the, I don't think of videos when I think of them, you know, no. whatsoever. Uh, you know, maybe today they would do something really cool. I think I only remember from like the, the 80s one when in high school when I wasn't fucking we talked about before. And, yeah. Uh, the boy with the thorn in the side and the flowers. Pointing and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, maybe you were just limited back then. <laughs> I was. Totally. I just wasn't like, I can't fuck with this. And then eventually I was fucking with it. You know? <laughs> uh, so are we, we're in the top three, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a song called Half a Person, which I love. Mm. 16 Clumsy and Shy. I booked myself in at the Y, WCA. Um, it's kind of a deep cut. No one really mentions it, but it, it's just like... Uh, I don't know what it was. I feel like maybe I heard it on Louder Than Bombs or maybe like that best of, and it just always connected to me. You know, call me morbid, call me pill. I spent six years on your chill. Six, like, and if you have five seconds, to sp- yo, I just love it. Like the whole song, anytime I put it on, like it's just so good. And uh, yeah, I, uh, hold on. God damn, everyone's like trying to get a hold of me right now. It's like, keep fucking like getting texts and That's calls. That's right, you can cut. I'm not cutting shit out my, now. My Fuck front. No, you can drop this part if you want, because we're all muted. It's no, I, it doesn't matter. Like it just at this point, you can take the call. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, the, the Karen thing, yeah, but you know, because uh, she she was asking about bloody hell, which is in tune with the show. <laughs> it's in tune gotcha. with the, with the podcast. Uh, so yeah, half a person is my number three. All right. Uh, my number two, what difference does it make? Uh, love that bouncy Mar- Mar- riff on it. The lyrics, the devil will find work for idle hands to do. The only thing I don't like about it is the uh, is at the end when he's doing that high pitch kind of, I don't know, thing that he does, like inserting himself over this piece of music that doesn't need to be, doesn't yeah, need to be it, on. It's like when people extend the national anthem a little too much, you know? Yeah, like they, he wants to be involved. You know what I mean? Can't leave it up to the band to just play by themselves. It's got to say a little something. Yeah, kind of like so, the guitarist that that has a the singer that has a guitar. And they never really play it. Uh, you know, yes. some, they'll grab it and fuck shit up for a couple yeah. of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love when I see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, all right. So here we go. Uh, so my number two is Ask. A song that I love to cover whenever I play. Um, yeah, it's just great. It's really fucking well-written song. Mm-hmm. You know, I never get tired of sing- singing it. Like, whenever it comes on, uh, Bucktooth Girls and fucking, you know, Shyness is nice and Shyness, like, all, everything about it. I, I just fucking love that song. And that I remember hearing specifically on Louder Than Bombs. And uh, that was definitely my go-to on that, for sure. Hell yeah. Great song. Number one. Uh, Yeah, Um, cool. Number one, I got, well, let me rattle off a couple of ones that just didn't make the 10. Death of a Disco Dancer. Yeah. Well, I wonder. I started something. Um, Barbarism Begins at Home. 
and I want the one I can't have for all great songs. I didn't left off, but my number one is uh, the Queen is Dead title track on the album. The Queen is Dead. Uh, stylistically unique for them. It's arty. It's funky. The piano keys at the end. Uh, great Morrissey lyrics again. The ending. Life is very long when you're lonely. Just echoing out and thing. It's just and live i think it's their best live song obviously i never saw them live but like uh with the rank album i think rank was the yeah. name of the live album they had out for a while they put it there's a lot of bootlegs and shit floating a lot of too stuff and yeah and they put out like anniversary editions and they added that shit on but uh when is dead really shines in the live performance like mara and uh rourke get really loose with it towards the end of that track it's killer all right uh my number one is panic Panic is mm. just killer. Hang the DJ. Yeah. Um, just a really cool melody. And then just the outro, you know, just it, the outro just keeps going, you know, hang the DJ, hang the DJ. Like, it's just, yep. it's such a great sing along. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. I fucking That hook's imagine. amazing. That hook, that hook is, is so legendary. Good. Legendary I mean, as cliche as it was when I DJed, I would play that song, yeah. even if it wasn't matching what I played that night. Yeah, because I really did want everyone to hang me because I hated being there so much. Yeah. Um, but that's funny. That song I've read in, uh, you know, because everybody's mad about everything and Marcy for whatever. You know, it doesn't doesn't seem like the greatest guy. But I listen to Ted Nugent too, and I don't like him either. So whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know I mean? people people they mentioned so... this song in particular. Yeah, because the hanging the DJ in the music that uh, it, it was a racial thing, like because oh uh, wow, it being wow. like disco and that and blah blah blah, and they, he was really getting at that. And no, what it's just, what what the, are, what the music we... that they constantly play says nothing to me about my life. Meaning, just in general, you know, club music or whatever the fuck or something you play in there to dance to isn't isn't for profound lyricism. Nobody would dispute that that knows anything about music, you know, good times. <laughs> it's 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 not, you know, it's not deep. It's not what he's talking. It's not what he's looking for in music. That's what the song's about. It's not about two, anything other two than things. That. Two things. Yeah. Yes. That line always resonated. The the music that they play says nothing about me to me about my life, which always for people like us that always listen to shit that just wasn't like on everyone's radar. That line specifically you're like oh this this is for me i feel this yeah no, number two i refuse to acknowledge anything that three people in the whole planet say and make yeah. it like you know that's the whole thing about this like you know th these these people that you know four crazy people on twitter um say something mm -hmm. and like a million other people i mean it's what we're doing right now uh mm -hmm. are like can you believe like this and person? subscribe yeah <laughs> can you believe can you believe this person said this and that and that's how these things like even get legs you know it's so dumb like i would see or read something like that and i just wouldn't even it's just so absurd but um mm -hmm. you know that's the thing about like the internet is just like you you you're able to say shit and uh it's like everything is like a three card monty it's like you say shit, you get a quick headline or hashtag of the moment or whatever to do. So like we could we could we could we could make this for YouTube with like you and me. We're making shocked faces on a thumbnail and then say, 
you know, two guys say Morrissey never said anything racist. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And yeah. boom, like it could be like the next stupid thing someone talks about. But uh yeah, it's really that easy, you know. But yeah. uh yeah. But yeah, uh the, two, the greatest, two. the Smiths. Yeah. So, you know, uh we'll never I, see him live. We never will. But I who would have known those two guys playing MSG would have been like such a, a big thing. I didn't I really just didn't even know he was sick. Um, mm-hmm. but in the pictures, I didn't know because they released some of those MSG pictures. Yeah. Obviously, he was right, definitely right. not, you know, like he looked like he was sick for sure. Um, mm. so maybe, you know, people knew the clock was somewhat ticking and uh you know and I think like, Morrissey was cool with him. Um well, he said that he gave a little tribute because I was waiting to see how he would say because you never know what that guy's gonna come out of his fucking mouth, you know. But uh, <laughs> I think I think Rourke, Rourke and Joyce when they sued about the payment and what I think Rourke settled and Joyce didn't, so I think that's why Morrissey is okay. And if Joyce dies, he'll probably say something like horribly, yeah, poisonous hey. about him or whatever, but in a fantastic way, like only he could. That makes any sense. I'll tell you this, you know, people's relationships with each other, um, Mm -hmm. for the most part, uh, have no business. Like, I have no. You could always comment, but like his, you know, their dynamics and relationship together is like pretty much nobody's business, even Mm -hmm. if he did say something shitty about him or or like Joyce or even like Johnny Marv, you know, whenever these guys all start fucking dropping Um, and that, you know, it goes back to the Internet. I feel like (laughs) It's like this constant like red carpet thing. Like remember you're watching like Entertainment Tonight and and like I don't know, Chris Tucker will be walking and like somebody will be like, Hey, what do you think of like X, Y, and Z? And he's just like you know, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, yeah, asking yeah. questions of, of these current events of like things that you have nothing to do with. It's like sure. uh, you know, and then and the internet is just like this like blown up version of it. It's like oh, like like that blabbermouth or like that shit that they do. <laughs> They'll be like, yo, oh, Mark from Bullet Boys, what do you think of like the price of gas? <laughs> Knowing well, that- with all respect, like that, I, I definitely will need to know those answers. <laughs> yeah, Mark I want to know what Mark, Mark with, a Q. with a Q is up to all, all times. But here's here's a good question. Like the best, I bet you the best case scenario of a Smith thing would have been Mar, Joyce, and Rourke without Morrissey. <laughs> probably could have had the better chance to ha- happening if anything, but Morrissey probably owns that shit. But more Mars equal, so they could play. Who would who could who could sing who could go out with that those three guys and, and play the Smiths? Who would you like to see singing? Well, it, it would be Johnny Marr because he does those songs regardless. That's true. Yeah. Um but Bill Ansamo? Than, uh, <laughs> I was thinking Adam Adam Lambert, maybe. I don't know. Axel Rose seems to have success with those gigs. <laughs> Okay, you know what? That's a good point. He did work. He works better in ACDC than he does in Guns N' Roses now. So maybe, maybe like the rest of the Smiths and Axl Rose. That'll be the headline, the thumbnail for the (laughs) the Smiths reunite. The Smiths reuniting with Axl singing. (laughs) That would be great. Maybe Liam Gallagher. No, or or the other one. (laughs) The other one. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe somebody. No, from no, Ted, the talented one. Maybe somebody from Ted Lasso. You know, <laughs> that's a Ted Lasso. So that's the show's over for good. 
I hope so. Yeah. Even though I great like satisfying ending. Um, there was some of those episodes where, like you, like you said, it was very much like after school special, where it's like, like even like the last episode was like a musical involved. I'm like, God damn! I'm like, yeah, that was that was. They were singing some shit from the Sound of Music or something. Is like, that what that was? No, no, yeah. I oh, had to walk that... out into the kitchen and go get myself some. Even my girlfriend looked at that. me like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do not um, like musicals, man. Very few exceptions. Like Hedwig now, and the Angry Inch, maybe another thing. <laughs> now, now those two shows, like, so I can't really watch more than a show or two at a time. So Ted Lasso and Dave ended. So now I could move on to something else. Mm. Um, Dave, Dave ended with Black, one of the Black Mirror is coming back this month. Yeah, yeah. Oh, June. Yeah, that's right. I thought it was June second, yep. but I guess not. Uh, but Dave was amazing. Uh, I'm catching talking. up with that right now. Yeah. Are you Are you in season three? No, not that far. Oh, wow. through it. I I was all caught up in uh, Succession and uh, Barry. Uh, yeah, two shows I never two. started. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Fucking fantastic. So once they're done, you know, which they are, we're good. Right. Well, uh, listen, if you made it to the end of this episode, you get a little sneak. God bless you. <laughs> totally. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So I yeah. guess that, that, you know, you said it all, right? You said it all. We'll be back. <laughs> all right. I'm Later. Uh,